Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode. In this episode, I am joined by Morgan from Holistic Bucks, and she is sharing with us her journey to become a wealth coach and how she actively helps millennial women who avoid their finances confidently build up their savings and start investing. Morgan is all about taking a holistic approach to her money with an abundant mindset and powerful mantras. So you can tell that Morgan and I have a lot in common in our approach to money and how we go about it with a positive mindset mindset. Morgan is the founder of Holistic Bucks and a DIY investor. She believes the best way to financial freedom is through blending both finances and wellness to improve your overall health and break bad habits. Her lifelong goal is to build wealth and attain financial freedom so that she can live a life she loves and help others do the same. When Morgan is not overly obsessing over the next best stock to buy, you can catch her traveling, writing poetry, or with a good solid book. So you guys can probably guess that Morgan and I have a lot in common and we really have a great conversation in this episode. She shares so much wisdom and so many great tips that I cannot wait for you guys to listen to it. So let's go ahead, let's jump right in and let's welcome Morgan to the podcast. All right, everyone, I'm here with Morgan. I am so excited to be talking to her. So welcome and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yes, hi. Thank you so much for inviting me on this platform. So my name is Morgan and I am an intuitive wealth coach or a holistic wealth coach. And so I primarily help millennial women who tend to avoid their finances or find it overwhelming, which is maybe like 75% of us or 99% of us, I don't know, Um, you know, constantly build up our savings and start investing. Um, so my biggest focus is to get women to start building wealth and having money work for them, right? So passive forms of income and then in doing so, retiring comfortably or retiring early. Yeah, for us to finally boss up and live our best lives and not have money be somewhat of a strength on how we, on how we show up and how we want to live our lives, right? That is awesome. And that's a lot of what I do. And I love I love following you on Instagram. And that's why I was so excited to have you yeah. on. And I love your holistic approach. And I think that's one of my favorite words to describe the type of budgeting that you and I both recommend. And I'm always yes. like, it's a lot of the heart work. It's a lot of the stuff that feels like therapy. Like it's mm-hmm. all of that that goes with it. So yeah, you and I are, are the same in, in our approach in that way. Awesome. So that's I why that. I was excited yeah. to talk to you. So tell me a little bit more about the beginning of your journey. Where did this love for finances and all of that start for you? Yeah, I guess for me, it really took off with investing. So I started investing third year university. Um, I was introduced to the concept or the idea of it with a really good friend of mine. Um, She's still a good friend of mine today, and she was actually my roommate back then. And she was a very proactive at her age because we were probably like 21, 22. And she was already taking trips to see a financial advisor, which I thought was 
wild because I'm like, we're 21, like, we don't have money, we're broke, we're, you know, yeah. paying off our student loans and, you know, all of that great stuff. And she was, yeah, she was just way ahead of her time. And so I used that as an opportunity to learn from her because I knew that, you know, at some point, somewhere down the line, like, I want to be wealthy or abundant. I don't really like to use the word rich. But I, I, I know that I want to be financially well off and, um, I guess better manage my money, right? At that point, like I said, like I was in a ton of debt. I was going to graduate with a ton of debt. And so just learning how to make better financial decisions for now and down the road was really important to me. And from there, she, um, I guess her financial advisor was talking to her about high interest, um, sorry, not high interest savings accounts. I think in the States, you guys call it CDs. Mm-hmm where you, like, you put your money away for a certain period of time, and then um, after a year or so, there's like a locked-in term, you get a certain return on your investment. And I just, it started to click. I just realized, like, whoa, um, you know, here's money sort of working on its own. You're not exchanging time for money. It's just, you know, money that you put away, and then over time it grows. And I'm like, this is going to be the key to me <laughs> not being broke or not being poor for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. It was from there. It kind of got my gears running and turning. And um, I think the first book I read it was Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I just I just jumped into the world of personal finance, and I never left. Like I <laughs> I think for some people, you know, like talking about money, learning about money can be overwhelming. Um, but for me, I kind of just like nerded out on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from there, along that journey, so I think that year I saved up some money. I started investing. And I was able to grow that initial investment into a thirty thousand dollar investment three like three years down the road. And along that journey, you know, learning how to pay off debt. And I had a car loan. I had a lot of credit card debt. Um, and then I didn't have an emergency savings. So I like to say, like, I, my journey sort of started off backwards. <laughs> Like I started off with investing, and then I worked to like paying off my debt, and then I started saving off. But um, yeah, and like that just goes to show you that everyone's personal finance journey is gonna look different, yeah. um, and there's no one way to do it. And yeah, that's sort of how I how I got started. I love that. That's an amazing friend yeah. to be that good influence in your life. Yeah. Like she changed your life. Yeah. That is amazing. She did. So important. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, it's so yeah. important to have these conversations because right? like, you just never know. And um, I could have just sat back and been like, oh, yeah, cool. Like she's seeing a financial advisor. But I was like, no, like I'm going to use this opportunity to learn from her. And yeah. That's amazing. Such, yeah. such a good influence. That's such yeah. an awesome story. And I like how you did it so young. Like most people are not worrying about it at that point. Or if they are, it's like because their parents forced them to do it or something like that. But yeah. that is huge. Exactly. That's so huge. I love that. So yeah. tell us a little bit more. We were talking about um, taking a holistic approach to money. So for those people listening, they're like, what does that even mean? Holistic? Like, doesn't that mean like holistic medicine? Like what, <laughs> how can you take a holistic approach to your money? So tell us a little bit more about what that actually means. Yeah. So I, I think for me, the term holistic just means, you know, looking at all areas of your life and seeing how each area interconnects with each other. Um, and how to improve in your life overall by being mindful of how you show up in each area. So for me, um, you know, when we talk about holistic wealth or holistic money, it's not just looking at how much you have in your bank account or, you know, how much you make in your day job. It's also what is your relationship with money? What is your mindset surrounding money? Um, You know, I think for the most of us, a lot of the stress and anxiety that arises in our life is because of our finances. 
And so, and it works the other way too, right? It's because of the financial issues that we do have that causes more stress in our lives, which, you know, which, which deteriorates certain aspects of our health. So we want to be very mindful of how we, how we show up when it comes to money, how we manage our money and what we want our, you know, our, our bank account to look like, but it all starts the foundation of our mindset, right? A lot of it is, you know, growing up, we've been conditioned to believe things about money that you know money is hard to get or money is of all evil um we maybe never had you know parents to teach us the importance of saving or investing so there's like a financial literacy component to it um there's just so much different aspects <laughs> of you know learning about money learning how to manage our money and then also what we believe about it and from a more health perspective um if we are if there are other areas of your lives that are off balance so say you're in a very toxic relationship or you're not in, you don't live in a healthy environment or space that allows you to thrive, then you're going to be making poor financial decisions, right? Mm -hmm. um, because you're not um, making decisions out of an optimal frame of mind in a place where you're more balanced, where you're not, you know, where it's not impulsive, it's, you know, you're not going on random shopping sprees because you're stressed out, right? <laughs> so if you're able to better manage that stress and anxiety, you're probably not going to fall into those those traps or those poor financial um, habits and behaviors that keep us in a state of poverty or scarcity mindset. And yeah, and that allows us to like move forward and progress in our life. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. So how can we get closer to that vision that we have for our lives? So I know that you talk a lot about manifesting and vision boards and like all this stuff. And for yeah. somebody who is really in survival mode, worrying about making a vision board, worrying about, you know, saying affirmations and stuff like that, that seems really maybe not as productive as other things that they could be doing. Right. So why is it so important to do yeah. this manifestation work, these affirmations and things like that? And how can someone get started doing that if they're in survival mode right now? Yeah, I think that's really important that you mentioned that. And I think um, you do make a point of, you know, people, it's just very hard for someone who mm -hmm. doesn't already have a very healthy relationship with money to jump into manifesting because there's already that disconnect mm -hmm. with, um, I like to call it, higher source, universe, God, whatever you believe, there's already a disconnect that in tapping into that source, you know, you're able to manifest and bring money into your life and to trust that in whatever avenue or path you take, that money is money is there, money is abundant. Um, and it's not only just about putting in the hard work, but it's also just trusting that it will find its way to you. And so there's already a huge disconnect because of, like I said, the social conditioning that we've had, you know, growing up thinking that money is hard to make, that you have to work extremely hard to make a lot of money, um, that money is evil. So subconsciously, mm -hmm. we have a lot of thoughts that sort of creates this sense of, you know, self-sabotage, right? We really need to self-sabotage ourselves because of these subconscious beliefs that consciously we don't think we have them, but we do. So I say before we even think about manifesting things into our lives, think about what belief sets do you have that are limiting you and limiting your ability to, to, to call in more money into your life or to make more money and to make better financial decisions. And through, you know, assessing what these limiting beliefs are, finding ways to let go of them, finding ways to release them and to change that script, change your narrative 
and instead be like, no, money is abundant and opportunities do come my way and I, I can find a myriad of ways to make money and have it work for me, right? Instead of thinking like money's so hard to get, money's hard to find, I'm barely getting by, I'm scraping, I'm scraping, um, <laughs> which is, you know, the, the story that majority of us have. And of course, even just to switch that narrative may be hard. And I think um, the turning point to shift, to transition to a more positive mindset that will allow you to call in money is to practice gratitude, right? To practice thinking about what you already have. Because I think a lot of the times, you know, we take things for granted. You know, if you had a nice warm meal today, you have a roof over your head. But that is enough in itself, right? Like you are getting by. You are getting by better than maybe someone else is. And to be happy in that. I think there's a difference between having enough and then wanting more. And I think that's where the financial abundance, the wealth, that piece comes in, right? So it's cool. Like, yeah, you can pay off all your expenses. You know, like you don't want to live limited. You want to be unlimited in how you're able to live your life. You don't want money to be a restraint. So I think that's the part that can be a little bit tricky for some people because it's like they're not even able to envision what their life would look like if money wasn't an issue or if they had all the money in the world what their life would look like so i say yeah like start from a place of practicing gratitude even just once a week just go back and look and see like what you were grateful for what happened the past week in practicing that gratitude now you're able to believe in some way or form that you do have enough and okay now it's time for me to call in more Exactly. And I love how you also talk about goal setting in the sense of not just thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it and doing nothing, right? And not just sitting back and dreaming about things, Mm -hmm. but actually working towards them, actually writing down those dreams and turning them into goals. And, you know, we're at the beginning of the new year right now. So what are some Mm -hmm. of your action steps for people who are maybe stuck in that only thinking, only dreaming, not actually taking action, not turning them into goals? What are a couple of action steps for them that they could practice? Yeah, exactly. Yes, there has to be a balance. I like how you mentioned that it's not just about sitting back and manifesting. You also have to do the work. And it's also not just about always doing the work if your mindset isn't right. So yeah, there is that saying where um, a dream written down with a date becomes yes. a goal. But also a dream that's not written down is really just that. It's just a dream, right? It, like, yep. You have to find some way for it to be realized. And um, I think for me, setting goals, of course, is really, really important. But how we set those goals, sometimes, you know, we like we just say goals in our head. Like, oh, yeah, like I want to pay off this debt next year. But really not strategizing as to how you're going to do that. And there's some power in writing down things, right? Writing down words, mm-hmm. just like it just sticks. <laughs> it makes things more effective. And so when you write down a goal, I particularly uh, teach people to write down SMART goals. S is specific, M is measurable, A is attainable, R is relevant, and T is time-bound. And really why it's so important is because you, of course, like a lot of people, they have like an end goal, like when they want to accomplish it by, but really like you have to be make sure that it's reasonable. So example, I always use this example of like paying down debt. Say you want to pay down $10,000 by next year. Okay, cool. What kind of job do you have to allow that, right? So maybe, you know, you're getting paid $2,000 every month. So you're going to strategize that every time you get paid, you're going to put $1,000 towards your debt, right? And specifically in this account. And just writing it down just makes it more real. 
And of course, for me, another step that you could take is when you write down these goals, put them in places that you often like visit or frequent or spend time in. So a lot of the times, some people like to put their goals up like on their fridge. Every morning when you're going to like whatever, make your breakfast, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, this is just a nice little reminder of like what I'm working towards. And then always asking yourself, is this purchase or what I'm investing in, is this going to help me get further along my goal or is it going to push me back? Definitely. Yeah. I think for me, I love the idea of putting your goals different places that you're going to see them. And a lot of people listening know that I have a goal planner that I use. I use the power sheets and I leave them open on my desk. Mm -hmm. Like mine are literally, they're literally right here (laughs) beside me. I leave them open and yeah, I spill things on them. Yeah. My kids scribble on them sometimes, (laughs) but if I close them, I will forget what what goals I'm working on this month. So I have to have them in front of me. That's how you actually make it work. You keep it in front of you at all times. You're continuously working towards them. Yeah. I love that. So I want to talk to you a little bit more about affirmations and the I am statements. And this Mm -hmm. is probably a couple people's new year's resolutions as well, which is why I really wanted to make sure to talk about this is, you know, we have, uh, maybe we're working towards getting better with our morning routine or being more consistent with our goals or working on our mindset. Affirmations can help you with all of those goals. Affirmations can help you with literally any goal at, at all, money or otherwise. So talk us through a little bit more of how we can set up some good affirmations for ourselves or some good I am statements and some examples of those. So affirmations, I think the most powerful way to start with affirmations um, is using I am statements. And of course, maybe just to back it up a bit, affirmations are so powerful because it's sort of like setting an intention. It's it's almost like you're writing out your goals, but instead of writing it out, it's like you're orally or verbally letting the universe know this is what you're working (laughs) towards and this is what you want. Um, And that's why I say, you know, it's important to have some sort of connection to source or a higher being. Um, It's not within yourself. Um, So I am statements are so powerful because it is the resonance and the frequency in those words that allow you to tap into source easier than maybe just using other words that maybe don't carry that high vibrational frequency. Like even just in itself, like you are a powerful being, you are here, I am. So anything that comes after the word I am, that is what you want to call into your life. You know, it's the same thing if you flip it. If you're like, I'm stupid, I am dumb, then that is what you are affirming. So you want to flip the script and say, positive things about yourself, positive things about others, even just in general, like just being very mindful about words that come out your mouth, right? And the energy. I think there's, oh my gosh, this is kind of off topic, but there's this really cool experiment called the Rice Experiment. If you do have time to watch it, look it up. I'm really very skeptical about these things, but it's like three jars of rice, one jar. Every day you go and you tell it positive things. I think people have even done this with plants, right? And like, I've yeah, plants. plants I've seen plants. Same thing, yeah. And then like the second jar of rice is like it's told negative words, hateful words, and then the third jar is like just ignored. Mm-hmm. And I think after like about a week or two, you come back and literally the jar of rice that was told like all these powerful words and just things about itself. It's it's still looking good, right? It's like white. There's no mold, nothing. And then the the one that's been told hateful words is like it's black, 
like half of it is black there's mold around it and the one that's ignored for some people it's worse than the one that's actually told negative words but yeah that just kind of just goes to show you like words are so 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 very powerful so imagine if you get up and you tell yourself every day like i am an abundant flow of energy right i am open to receiving money and opportunities it doesn't even have to be because i know for some people there could be a disconnect with you know, for example, if you want to say I am a money magnet, if you don't believe you're a money magnet, it may be hard for you mm-hmm. to say that. So be very honest with yourself and maybe use words like I am open to receive. I am able to work towards my goals and to receive money in whatever way the universe wants to um, deliver it to me, you know, things of that nature. Um, or I am blessed, right? You just say I am blessed because we are all blessed. <laughs> I love saying like, I am worthy because that's a really hard one. Just simply, I am worthy. You don't have to say what specifically you're worthy of. You're just worthy or like, I am strong. I love to say I am strong. Just, you know, when this is really hard times and you're like, I don't really even know why I feel so mentally disconnected from whatever, but I'm worthy of good things. I am strong. I can get through it. And then maybe when that disconnect is not so blurry, you can kind of work towards the specifics of wealth or whatever it is. Exactly. But it can be really simple and it's so powerful. And I like to think of, would you, I think about the negative words that we tell ourselves and people telling themselves like, Oh, you're so dumb. You're so dumb. Why are you Mm -hmm. doing this? I hate that so much. And I think, would you say this to a stranger? Would you say this to your partner? Would you say this to your children? Would you, if you would not talk to someone you love or even a stranger Mm -hmm. in this way, why Mm -hmm. would you talk to yourself this way? It makes me just want to shake people. Our mind is powerful, but we also have this innate ability to overcome it and overcome the narratives that it tells us and overcome these, these these biological scripts. There was a study done, and I believe 95% of our thoughts are repetitive, and 85% of those thoughts yeah. are negative. So you can imagine like what we're telling ourselves, right? Like on a daily basis. And I don't think you can ever get to a point where you're not saying negative things about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen, but you want to limit it as much as you can, right? And if you can get to a point, even just being mindful and aware of it, right? Like if you text yourself thinking a negative thought, just being like, oh, wait, where did that come from? I don't, I don't have to believe this in this moment and I'm going to change the script right now. It's one of those things where it takes practice. (laughs) Um, It's, you know, it's not like you get up and you run a 5k run or marathon. No, it's like you, you really every day have to just practice being mindful. And I think one thing that, you know, a lot of people have been doing lately and incorporating into like our morning routines or just into like our, our practice of, of, of wellness is meditating, right? Learning how to quiet your mind, how to quiet your thoughts. And meditating can look different for so much different people. And, you know, if you're someone who's like of a religious faith, it could just be praying more, right? And just spending more time with God and just, and just not believing everything that your mind tells you. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. And I love the switching the consciousness. And I think I believe it was in the power of positive thinking in that book where the author mentioned anytime you had a negative thought to move a rubber band from one from one wrist to the other or something like that to consciously say, oh, you thought a negative thought you got to take the rubber band off, put it to the other wrist. So it trains Mm. your mind to kind of have this active like, oh, that was bad. Oh, that, you know, 
oh, that's, we yeah. weren't supposed to do that. And to retrain yeah. your brain to catch yourself in those negative thoughts mm-hmm. and that, mm-hmm. you know, we have to work towards it and that it's not our natural state to consciously say positive things about ourselves for some reason. I don't know why, but (laughs) (laughs) and it is, it is active. Like we have to actively work towards it. So I love that. I love that you mentioned that. And I love that we got to share this with people who are listening because this is definitely something add this to your new year's goals for sure, because Mm -hmm. this can change your whole entire life. Not just money, everything. Everything. With I am affirmations, you can you can speak it aloud. Some people, you know, if you get up in the morning, go to the washroom, look at yourself in the mirror, and just like state them a couple times. Um, A lot of people like to journal and like write them out. Um, I think another way of like I guess manifesting or affirming things is, of course, want to visualize. So you can do that with um, it, like in meditation. There are certain like guided meditations that allow you to visualize, creating like vision boards. That's a big one that people love to do. Or like I mentioned before, putting your goals up in places where you can constantly see them. But or maybe having it like, you know, in a journal. So every morning when you open up that journal, you see like $20 fall out and you're like, oh, cool. You know, although, you know, it's money you had, it's just like that feeling. And that's actually one big thing I want to mention. When you are manifesting, it's not so much just saying it, but it's also embodying that feeling. To feel worthy, to feel rich, to feel yes. abundant. How does that, you know, like, what does that feel like to you? Yes. I like to say, have this vision of where you're going. And I like to say to play it out like a movie. Like you are walking through a scene in a movie of yourself in 10 or 20 years And what are you doing in this scene? Who is with you? How do you feel? Where are you? What, you know, all these things, like you're literally just watching a movie of your future self. And I like to say 40 year old Sammy, like has this amazing life. She has got it going on and I cannot wait to be her. (laughs) So I've seen it. Like I've seen that movie already and it's going to be epic and I cannot wait to get there. And so I'm going to do everything I can to keep walking towards that vision. Yes. And even for some people, I know some people have blocks with like visualizing, which is why for me, my go-to is actually um, writing and journaling it out. So there's actually a form of, of this exercise called scripting. So scripting is, it's pretty much the visual, but written down. And it's like you said, it's writing it as if you already have it. Right. So instead of maybe visualizing yourself at 40, writing out to yourself a letter, some people can write up a letter like, hey, you know, I am so proud of you for getting to this point or whatever, or just writing as if you're already 40 looking back. Sort of. That could be a great way to also mm-hmm. manifest. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you so much for everything that you have shared. It's it's really been helpful. Um, I just kind of like to wrap up my interviews by asking if you could go back to a former version of yourself, whatever age, whatever version what advice would you give your past self? Just give yourself grace. Like, take it one day at a time. I feel like when it comes, especially when it comes to our finances, we're constantly comparing ourselves and our journey and where we're at. And just knowing to sort of just do things on your own time, right? I mean, I was pretty fortunate to, at that point, have a friend that sort of introduced me to investing at such a young age. And I decided even as overwhelming as it was when she first introduced the idea and the concept of investing to me, 
it, it took me a whole year before I actually gained the confidence to start buying my first dog or, you know, investment products. So I think just, yeah, giving yourself grace, taking it one day at a time. I truly believe that everything happens for a reason and you're exactly where you need to be. And one of my favorite quotes by Maya Angelou, and I, when you know better, like do better, like, <laughs> so as you start to gain more information in life, as you start to have more experiences, like those are all just lessons that you learn from. And moving forward, you're able to just make better decisions based on what you now know. That's amazing advice. I love that so much. Yeah. So what can people expect to see from you in the future moving forward with your platform and everything that you have going on? Yeah. So I, of course, I still do my one-to-one coaching. Um, mm-hmm. I love to give people that direct transformation that they need with their finances. I think I'll always just be doing that <laughs> yeah. of my life. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think this year I'm just focusing on um, collaborating more with others. So you'll see me on like other people's platforms, just like how, you know, I'm doing this podcast with you, Sammy. Mm-hmm. And I also have been rolling out a lot more um, like courses about investing or savings on their own. It's, you know, more self-directed, self-paced. And I also have an ebook that I've created on money mindset so of course today we're talking about money mindset so if you want to dive a bit deeper into you know the setting goals manifesting how to let go of these limiting beliefs that would be a great start and yeah you can find me on instagram at holistic box uh link in my bio to access to the ebook but i think as well if you want to put it in the show notes um, yeah definitely because we're going to have easy access to that as well definitely yeah, thank you. I will I will put all of your links in the show notes for anyone listening and definitely jump over and follow you on Instagram. I really enjoy following you. You're another like positive. I love to follow positive people yeah. and you're definitely one of those Aww. people. So I was very excited to talk to you and yeah. thank you so much for taking the time out to share everything that you yeah. shared and it was great to have yeah, you. I know. Thank you. I hope to collaborate more in the future too as well. Continue having these yeah. conversations. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will link to everything in the show notes and thank you guys so much for listening. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye guys.